0: Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki.
1: I'm Chase L. And I'm Jill.
0: And first, let me say I'm sorry for my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on a bachelorette this weekend, my sister's bachelorette, which was a ton of fun and a lot of yelling, not at people, with people because we were having fun at partying. And I didn't were going yeah, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was literally just screaming. Like, just straight up screaming. Um, (laughs) the whole time. Ah!
1: Yeah. People were calling the cops. Are they okay?
0: (laughs) But, yeah. So, it was fun. But it was a very long weekend. So, I think it's just a mix of, like, yelling and a lot of drinking and not a lot of sleeping and stuff like that. So, I apologize for how I sound. But how was everybody else's recent, I don't know, weekends and past? We are a week late because we have been very busy. Yeah.
1: Um, so, how's everybody else doing? Um, I have been doing so much shit. Yeah, like Pride was two weeks ago in Buffalo, so the the parade was like a full day affair. Um, and I went to Six Flags yesterday. The art fest was this weekend. It's just like back to back shit, which I know that's how most people's summers are. But I'm like I. Did not prepare myself to be ready to be doing this all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it always, I feel like it's like I mentally know I'm going to have a lot going on and then I have, I have a lot going
1: on and <laughs> I'm like, ah, how did this happen? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh no, I need to cancel plans to stay alive right now. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's fun, you know, like yeah, I'm glad all that good the, things. the weather is, Nice, even though it was smoky last week, but we're fine. It's okay. How yeah, is actually, the flags Oh wait, no, Nikki, you go first.
0: I was just gonna say about the smokiness. It's actually yeah. like when we were driving through like Indiana, like we could like see like it just seemed like smoggy um yeah, so I'm wondering and we were outside a lot, so I'm like, I wonder if that also is why my throat oh, slash voice probably is
1: kind of up. like probably yeah,
0: yeah, like just combination of everything like i don't think that alone is like would make me sound like this but yeah anyways yeah how was six flags
1: um it was a good time i <laughs> i feel like after this experience of going like as a 25 year old i don't know if i can handle roller coasters like <laughs> in the future because <laughs> literally every single one was like painful thankfully i only got a headache after two we went on the wooden one at our park, which there's only one wooden roller coaster. And like in the past, it's already been awful because you know how wooden roller coasters are. Yeah, this time, literally, I felt like I was having a seizure. I'm like, this is like <laughs> making me feel fucking insane. I feel like I'm in a popcorn <laughs> bag, <laughs> popping around, getting jolted. <laughs> that rickety ass shit. You know
0: shit. that like, video <laughs> of Rihanna where she's performing and she's like, Duh, she jumps from the really fast. You know what
1: I'm that talking was about? <laughs> yeah.
0: That was you. on
1: the roller coaster. <laughs> For real. Like literally before it even starts, when it's just like pulling out of the thing, it's like clank, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a getting a lash. concussion right now. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, it was really fun. Uh, there was a new ride that was like, Ooh. have you guys been to Cedar Point? Oh, yeah. No no wow okay well we uh, need to go there yeah, no, um, but you, so, so that it? we could all get yeah. and cook, okay? <laughs> yeah, we can have so much fun going on the crazy roller coasters there Um, they have a ride there where the swings go up like 200 feet in the air like really oh, and they high whip you around. yeah they go really fast <laughs> yeah. we, we went on that me and Justin and I felt so scared I felt like we were going to fly away because it was also windy and it was like trying to rain so the clouds were gray. i'm like oh my god if it starts storming right now while we're up here i'm gonna have a panic attack for real oh my god, wait like no, like but- you went
2: on on a six flags one this weekend that was like the- yeah
1: yeah they have Ugh. a new ride at ours and it's that yeah damn yeah, but it was it was like kind of cool because you get to see stuff but i'm like if i turn my head to the right right now i feel like i'm gonna also fly away it's going so fast.
0: Yeah, I just, like, <laughs> I get motion sick pretty easily now. Like, I can't even, like, oh. not only can I not play VR games, I can't watch people play VR oh, games. Oh, my like, God. There's a VR FNAF game, and I can't watch Markiplier play it. No. It makes me motion sick. So, like, oh. I think, like, I would actually vomit. Like, yeah. it just, like, it doesn't make me, like, actually throw up. It just makes me feel, like, so, like, nauseous in like, the way, like, yeah. when you're, like, nauseous from, like, being dehydrated. It, like, gives me that type of, like, body, like, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's annoying because I used to love roller coasters.
1: Right? Dude, I'm nervous. I'm I'm
2: planning on going, like, relatively soon. I don't have a plan. I mean, honestly, it's not going to happen in June. I don't have a planned date. But I was, like, some of my friends, like Natalie and Sidis, they had talked about going this summer. And I do want to go. And I know for sure I'm going for Lynn's birthday in July. And I've been excited. But I didn't even i don't even think about that it's been (laughs) years and years and years since i've been on a roller coaster and i love roller coasters but every time that i go back it's still every time that i go back it's been after like not going for a while even when i was a kid so every time it was still like super anxiety inducing like not knowing because i could have one time where it's like great and another day where it's like i would i still enjoy it but every single ride is like i'm dying you know (laughs) remember we
0: went right before our sophomore year and we yeah only well, went on, like, three rides, and then we both were, like, I feel sick. Oh, yeah, and, oh, no. we, and we, we also smoked
2: before it, too, which I thought yeah. would make it more fun, but also it was really hot. It was yeah. really hot. Oh, yeah. So it was, and like... Just,
1: you it was, like I you, for real, mean, dehydrated shit, too. It was like, a like,
2: bonding
0: trip, but it was just, like, not, like... It was fun because it was, like, good bonding, and we were, like, have We made it fun. It wasn't fun because yeah. the rides were fun.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> How far is it from you guys?
2: We're pretty close to us.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, like, from the north shore it's probably like 30 minutes yeah it's like really close yeah
2: wow how far is it from you jill
1: where was it 30 30 40 40 minutes oh it's called darien lake okay
2: shaysa what have you been up to (laughs) what have i been up to um a clusterfuck of like living in my head (laughs) so trying to get out of that and not be i really haven't been that busy recently compared to other times which is good like i would say i had like a pretty chill weekend which was really nice but it I just need to get better I've been doing the thing that like everyone in their adult life struggles with but it's just been like this on like times a million recently where I just can't leave I can't leave the tasks I have to be doing like elsewhere even when I'm doing enjoyable things like they've just been like just you know existing in my mind and
0: yeah Yeah. you're always aware of how much you need to do
2: exactly which is like as always constantly telling myself i need to start meditating and this is like yet another again another cue i need to start meditating because that is like exactly what meditating is for basically among other things that is a very big reason is when people can't be in the present because of all their other things like taking over their thoughts so yeah i need to work on that but i've i've been good like good things are coming i just need to like not be so worried about planning everything all the time and stuff so that I can actually enjoy the present. But I, I, I've been glad I haven't talked about this in the last episode because I don't think it had come out yet, but Spider-Verse is amazing. Jill, I still have to listen. I've, I literally have it in my notes. I have to listen to your voice note on your thoughts on it, but I did re- read your review on Letterboxd. I watched it again this weekend. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so fucking good. I need to like actually write a review now, but so good. I feel well, like yeah. I was
1: did you see that they released a new version with the sound I was about to you. Yes,
2: because didn't you say that? You asked me if I had a hard yeah. time. Yeah, I, I like when I watched it the first time. No, like I mean, there were parts where it was like very loud for the music and you couldn't really hear them as much, but it wasn't like something that I noticed that much. And then I saw that article, I was like, wait, that makes sense because you had mentioned that that was like, like that was a complaint that you had about it. So, yeah, yeah, it was really
1: quiet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't
2: know. When I listened, when I watched it the first time, it was like in a in a a specific room in the theater that had like Dolby Atmos or whatever. So like I think that that kind of like made up for it. This time that I went, it was like it was fine. But yeah, I didn't know that they were having those issues. But obviously, incredible movie, so fucking good. This time I was like, so I mean, last time I was very focused too. But obviously, there's so much that you're taking in that it's hard to pick up on everything. And this time I went into it like I want to like really focus on every detail. And I don't know how I did it, but I feel like I absorbed as much information from this second watching as i would after like three or four times of watching so that was damn So that was good yeah i know that felt that felt like a not that i mean watching a movie is always productive for me but like because it's so like healing and cathartic but this was like a that was a productive watch (laughs) which felt good so Yeah. yeah i have a lot of other movies scheduled for this month so I'm excited like at the theater well. yeah I, I started to just there are so many movies that I constantly want to see and I do schedule everything on my calendar now and I thought like what about like pre like movies that I might want to see I can at least know what days they're on if I choose to go so I've been I created like a film calendar so I can see if I want to see a movie that day on days that I know I'm free. So I have a couple movies that I'm thinking about seeing and like at Music Box, they're having Wes Anderson showings and I haven't seen most Wes Anderson films. But they're oh. doing like a, yeah. And they're doing a little thing since Asteroid City is coming out. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to see this Saturday. Actually, I'm going to see the Grand Budapest Hotel in 35 millimeter. So I'm excited. Well, oh you God, have you not Grand seen that
1: one?
0: Budapest?
2: No, I, I've only seen it. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. Right. And I think that's the like, that's, I mean, I've seen, I truly think the only one I've seen by him is French Dispatch so i don't even I've, think i've seen that one yeah, I think that's I the one i haven't that. seen yeah that one's the one it came out shelby and i watched it in san francisco together in 2021 okay. so yeah so that was the only one i've seen but i've heard a lot of good things about all of his films but i've heard like particularly good things about the grand put hotel so i want that to be kind of like my i mean french Dispatch was my introduction into him but kind of like my more formal intentional introduction into him will be into his films will be this movie so i'm excited for that
1: yeah. Nice. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Cool.
2: Well, speaking <laughs> of movies,
0: actually.
1: And and, and Pride Month. Yeah. yeah pride. Oh my god. Um
0: what we were going to discuss today is queer coding in cinema, but specifically what I have found interesting and kind of was like can we talk about that is um quite often it's the villain that's queer coded. Um, and so we just want to kind of look into why that is, and I don't know, discuss it and come up with examples. So we first, are we ready? Do you guys have any, anything else you want to say before we jump in?
2: I am ready. No. No. Ready? Okay.
0: So I first, we're just going to define what queer coding is. Queer coding is the subtextual coding of a character in media as queer and then it's further elaborated though such char- a character's sexual identity may not be explicitly confirmed within their respective work or they may in fact be sprayed despite their be straight despite their queer mannerisms the character may be coded as queer through the use of traits and stereotypes recognizable to the audience such traits are greatly varied but traits of exaggerated masculinity and femininity vanity and hypersexuality are frequent Queer coding is a concept both in the discussion of media portrayal of LGBT people and academic research involving queer theory and gender studies. So another important difference to, like, acknowledge is queer coding is different than queer baiting. Queer baiting is when people use queer identity as, like, a way to get somebody to watch a show or a movie. So I'm trying to think. Oh, it's like people were upset with Billie Eilish. She had she's frequently said she's straight, identifies as straight, like denies attraction to women. And then she had like two years ago, she had a music video where it was like her and like a bunch of women in like a lingerie slumber party and like touching and stuff like that. So like that would be considered queer baiting because she's using like women on woman like sexual contact to like get people to want to watch it both men and women quite often like queer baiting is used with like lesbian or like sapphic relationships yeah. because that's like the sexy one and so it will like <laughs> that's the sexy one true. true Well, by society too you know like it's like yeah it's hot to watch too no yeah out. but so it's like
1: that's how it's framed yeah
0: yeah and so like queer baiting would be like yeah like look there's a gay character or like there's this hot like girl on girl sex scene like you should watch it that's like queer baiting because there is also i would say like um what was it that billy eichner was just saying? it's called like boys or something it was like the first like gay rom-com or one of the first like mainstream gay rom-com that technically would be like queer baiting but because it's like look it's like a gay thing but that's less like
2: but it's not it, it, it's, it's not just bait. problematic it's like yeah, yeah it's and it's like not right it's like it's like it is it is like drawing people to watch it because of its queerness but it's not it, it delivers you know it's supposed yeah. to be queerbaiting it's, not it's not just just like, like oh, here's we got one scene yeah there's right.
0: one scene yeah so queer coding is like a lot of times it's been more common like ever, most people can recognize it but it used to be like um only, like, queer people would really be, like, oh, my God, this person's queer. Um, you know, or, like, commonly, like, people say a big example is, like, Mulan is queer-coded because she doesn't, like, really identify with, like, feminine, like, yeah. expectations and stereotypes and, like, cuts she wants her hair to join and, like, dresses war. as a boy and, like, stuff like that. And it's, like, yeah, she's not she's not trans. Um, but then, um, what's what is his name? Shang. Is
2: yeah, I think the,
0: it's Shang. Shang, he, like, gets a crush on Mulan while he thinks Mulan's a boy so he's like queer coded as like bisexual but none of it's ever stated and none of it is ever like confirmed or denied so that's like what queer coding is so the reason that started happening was because yeah Joe mentioned the Hayes Code to me before this I realized when I say <laughs> Jill mentioned, people will be like when did Jill say that um
1: Right now. Uh, the Hayes Code. It, yeah,
0: Thank you. In 1930, the Hayes Code was established as a standard for what was allowed to be shown on the big screen. And so they would, like, ban perverse subjects. Um, and one of the things that was considered perverse is homosexuality. So that's when queer coding, like, started because it was made as, like, because there were queer people, like, in cinema and, like, making stuff and acting and stuff like that. So it was kind of, like, a way to have a queer character that's not outwardly queer and so um it's usually again like the over exaggerated features and over not yeah features, like the stereotype like, stuff yeah the stereotypes of like yeah I don't know why now I feel like I'm like losing my knowledge on this. <laughs> um but like it's yeah the stereotypes so like a girl has a male best friend that's really into fashion like that would, but they never yeah. like come out he he yeah. just always single he doesn't right the classic he doesn't have a girlfriend <laughs> and he's really into clothing so yeah it's never confirmed but it's never denied that he would be gay so it's that's like what queer coding is and why it kind of started but jill was it jill you wanted to I-
2: or no, I have more information on this.
0: On more of the history, like in cinema, right?
2: Yes. Um, so, as Nikki said, um, the Hayes Code, basically, it was part. It was produced by. No, this code was created by the Motion Pictures Producers and Distributors Distributors of America at the time, named after the president. I think his name was like Will Hayes. It was in effect from 1934. <laughs> of course, it was like in white. Effect, Right. Just <laughs> you. You just, just know white. what it looks like. Literally, just white. <laughs> is in effect from oh my god closeted (laughs) honestly honestly like come on we know how this story goes (laughs) in effect from 1934 to 1968 and as nikki mentioned like the queer coding was happening as a result of it and also in a way to like kind of work around it but also used in a lot of ways to harm the queer community still so um Also, as Nikki mentioned, the stereotypes that were used, the filmmakers created what they called, like, the sissy character, which in a lot of ways could be described as, like, what Nikki said. Um, More specifically, they had portrayed queer queer characters as both villains as victims at the time, and starting with kind of that sissy stereotype, which was more of, like, I don't know. Did they call it the sissy or pansy <laughs> which was extremely <laughs> effeminate with her lipstick sometimes which I guess is more overt of the, that femi- those feminine qualities trim mustache, hairstyle, etc. It was one of Hollywood's first stereotypical gay characters and this was all happening at a time when masculinity was, esp- well toxic masculinity was especially fragile it was in the 1930s, the Great Depression, the breadwinners didn't have jobs, the women had jobs and like how could they? So so, you know they didn't like that um and yeah these 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 stereotypical like sissy or pansy characters were usually used to get a quick laugh from the audience rarely written with any humanity or depth in any way and also typically portrayed like i said as villainous or the victim and the only way to get around the haze code besides sissy character was to paint and there their words in this article that i found homosexuals as cold-hearted villains so now hollywood made the leap from correlating to with correlating being gay with malicious crimes and wicked urges and examples of this villain queer coding that we would see in early cinema i was surprised to read about this alfred hitchcock actually would typically use queerness kind of as a possible route for villainy i didn't think about i didn't make this connection until after just reading more about other things and i remembered he even does so with this wasn't the main example that i read about but he even does so with well spoiler for psycho if anyone jill have you seen psycho
1: um i don't think i've actually ever watched the movie but i like obviously I know the character of norman bates do you I, know i didn't like, watch bates motel but i know the vibe that do you know portraying. like this is
2: like a pretty big like spoiler so like i don't know if like oh i don't think i know what you're about to take say, your then. headphones
0: out take your headphones out
2: <laughs> okay Okay, spoiler alert for Psycho. If you guys haven't seen it and want to watch it, don't listen to this. But Norman Bates dresses as his mother, and he is very evidently this. I mean, this is not a spoiler. He is very evidently the villain in the movie, which I mean, you would just see. But um, anyways, okay, Jill. Yeah. So
0: just cross dressing in general was yeah, exactly like a form of something that like mm-hmm. is wrong.
2: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. No, you're good, Jill. So, but Alfred Hitchcock used this in other films as well. He had a film called Rope in 1948 that was about two friends calling a classmate because they believed themselves to be superior to him. And these two characters were based on notorious real-life killers, Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Lovers who kidnapped and killed a boy as an intellectual experiment in staging the perfect crime. And in this film, their sexuality was subtly hinted or coded, but still clear that that Hitchcock was trying to emphasize that their gay relationship and gayness in general was an explanation for their like villainous and wicked urges. Moving on into like the 1950s, some lifting of the Hays Code was some of the restrictions were lifted, but barely now the Hays Code was allowed to have hints of homosexuality. If they supplied comedic relief and if the quote unquote sexual deviant paid for his crimes in some way. However, I don't know that much about this film. So like, I haven't seen this film. I've barely even heard the title. So I, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe the article, maybe the person who wrote this article could have been like, I don't know, biased. (laughs) But I guess like there was a movie called Ben Hur by a screenwriter and the screenwriter for it, Gore Vidal. I think that's how you pronounce it, was able to include some more positive queer coding in the film, which I don't know again if that's like true, but it seems like it, based on the tone of this article. But the hero Ben-Hur and the villain Masala were not only friends in the past, but also lovers, and they were able to covertly showcase the romantic and sexual bond between the characters in a way that wouldn't be fully understood by the mainstream audience or the production code administration, but the gays knew, which is also queer coding, but kind of like, I don't know, in my opinion, more, more of the... Beneficial type of Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the positive type of queer coding in a way that's okay, like, hey, like we're like still allowing this representation, which unfortunately can't be seen by the mainstream, but it's like a way that's appropriate for the queers, which are the ones that matter. <sighs> okay. In 1964, The Pawnbroker was released, which was one of the first American film films to feature a gay character in nudity. Around this time, I believe the Hayes Code, yeah, the Hayes Code was coming to an end because it was in effect until 1968 and an actor named brock peters played the role of rodriguez an openly gay pawn shop owner however regressing back to more negative portrayals of queer characters in films of course he was the villain and but but the the good sign is that even though he was portrayed as the villain and was a queer character he wasn't queer coded <laughs> so at least we had an openly gay character in the film right um moving on to i mean there are other things that happen between that and Between 1964 and 1998, which I'm about to talk about, with other queer cinema and queer TV shows, I'm sure, or characters that were queer in TV shows and cinema, but a big one that, I guess, We'll talk about
1: some, because a lot of, like, the popular Disney movies came out in the 80s.
2: Yeah, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. But in 1998, Will and Grace was pretty groundbreaking because it had an openly gaming main. Oh my god! Of, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had an openly gaming character for the entirety of the series. I've never seen the show, and in this article, it mentioned that it still had its stereotypes and didn't didn't like handle some issues in the best possible way. I don't know because I haven't seen it myself, but I can imagine given that it was based in 1998, and also because Will Truman was played by Eric McCormick, who McCormick, who is a straight. I think, yeah, Mick McCormick is a straight man, but still step in the right direction. And the article I read them mentioned some other examples of this. And we've seen queer characters being played by straight actors time and time again throughout time. But um I, it mentioned this, which I forgot about this because I was surprised to hear this actor was not gay. But for example, in Glee, Blaine Anderson was oh played God. by a straight man, Darren Chris, which I still cannot believe he's straight, but yeah. he is. I know. Um,
1: and also, I mean, um, yeah. Like a little bit more modern times, you know, in modern family, the gay couple, the one like bigger guy, he's he straight. I'm pretty Cameron. sure he's straight. Right, that's his name. Yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> he's straight. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm gonna look at Let's look. just verify. Holy shit that's discouraging what
2: the fuck I thought they were doing I mean that, that show is still I, I've only seen so much of it and I know it's still like oh. really good for a
1: lot of reasons but I'm upset with them for that
0: that's crazy
1: right I'm like he literally plays that so well also I know which it's makes like, me mad stereotype
0: but to stereotype. He, right yeah. Yeah. Gay man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he just the other guy
0: yeah the other guy is. he better be. He be Tyler Ferguson he is gay
2: okay
1: well at least that's accurate
0: yeah, we're halfway there.
1: <laughs> Anyways.
2: Um, Anyways, yeah,
1: yeah that's, <laughs> that's
2: that's that's what I have the the on that. <laughs> well,
0: because I was thinking if Chasel had anything else to throw
1: in, but
2: No, no I was uh, still reading about Mr. Eric Stone Street over here for a second. No. Okay, Eric. I Anyways, don't... no, that's 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 the I did on the history of the Haze Code and kind of the beginning, the beginning of queer coding and the beginning of queer coding villains. But Jill has more to say about some villains in particular, right?
1: Yeah. The, about the real villains of the world, Disney adults. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Disney in general also kind of evil. Um, yeah. But Disney is like very. They are very guilty of using queer coding in their movies, like, for villains specifically. Even though, like, people that worked at Disney in the 80s were gay, and they worked on these movies and, like, created some of these characters. Um, So, like, they're queer coding, but they're created by queer people, some of them. Yeah. So, I'm, like, halfway problematic. But, I mean, it sucks because it's, like, they're, like, kind of not allowed to say that stuff like if yeah, they right. if they were like confirmed the i don't know people wouldn't accept it and they wouldn't it's all about money for these people so right if they don't make enough money then they can't do it
0: i thought it was interesting like i know you're gonna get into this more but um when the lyricist for disney was queer and he like came up with like queer coding a few people that were like the villains and yeah like he said, <laughs> and it's like it makes me wonder if like he wasn't able to like queer code the protagonist like if they like true what about like no you can't have the protagonist be that feminine but fine right. the villain you know like
2: right
0: I don't know no that but makes so, sense
2: because yeah because yeah. yeah. yeah, that way they're still like evil you know they yeah. can't they right. can't possibly be queer coded and good
1: like how yeah, could exactly. they yeah. gay people are <laughs> sinful <laughs> exactly <laughs> right right um so yeah the the lyricist for The Little Mermaid was gay Howard Ashman um, who Nikki was just Talking about so they Were the lyricists and they did some of the Castings which makes sense why they Would choose a like Actual drag queen to base The character of Ursula after um, Which is like probably The easiest most Known example of queer coding in like Disney villains and I Would say villainry in general Is villainry a word?
2: Villainy I, I word villainy, villainy. villainy.
0: Villain. which also it's the drag queen divine who was yes. like the first well-known drag queen so it's also like interesting like yeah paying homage to her but in a way that's like i don't know like
1: that's still like that's light yeah.
0: <laughs> right but she was like she was like a baddie like there's videos yeah. I really be, like videos of she her just being open mingos like, yeah I, I didn't realize that she like it was one of the her
1: and pink Flamingos, <laughs> right yeah. Yeah.
0: But she, there's, like, interviews with her where she's just, like, kill me- kill all men. <laughs> like, shit like that. Like, <laughs> so funny. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, her look is pretty much exactly, like, if you look at a picture of Ursula and then you look at a picture of Divine, a lot of the same features are there. Like, the hair, the makeup, um, and, uh, like, obviously having more masculine features in general. Yeah. Um, And the sassiness, clearly, (laughs) (laughs) is also shared by both, which is, like, a big stereotype for most of the Disney villains is, like, the sassiness in a way that's not just, like, I don't know, evil. Like, they're evil, but in a way that's, like, more fun. Right. Not, not like...
0: (laughs) that's why i find them all sexy because i right. love like right yeah well they are like they're, also, so, like they're also like sexualized the
1: right they're sexualized they like walk around in like a sexy way they they move in like a sultry way you know right, like because so, they're imagine free scar scar from the lion king it was also queer coded yeah. yes um Hades, like the way that he walks Hades. yeah that swag for yeah. real um, they got that swag about
2: them that yeah. queer swag.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like, S- Scar, though, he definitely is hot. He, yeah, dry like, dry a Star lot of these characters, it. they don't have, like, a partner in general. Um,
0: so I'm saying Hades from Hercules. Yeah. He was hot. But, like, in a- I'm yeah. like from-
2: Oh, now we're talking about, never mind. I was going to say him from Power of Girl is the first one I think of, but we're talking about Disney characters. Ignore me. <laughs>
1: but him, him too.
2: But him can also get it. Him was him-, him-,
1: him can get it, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the the other, like, Disney employee that was gay that made a lot of these characters is named Andreas Deja. I don't know how to pronounce that exactly, but he was an animator at Disney since 1985. So he created, like, uh, so many of the iconic Disney animated movies were in the 80s. So, like, Scar from The Lion King, Jafar from Aladdin, Gaston, um, and he is also queer, so... I'm like, uh, shout out to the creative queer people who can make literally, like, icons that now people want to remake into the live-action shit. Um, I didn't
0: realize in the... So LeFou is Gaston's, like, sidekick in Beauty and the Beast. I forgot that in the live-action one, they make him canonically gay.
2: Yeah, I
0: forgot about that, too. And that made me so happy. That forward, but also, like, he's almost more annoying than gaston because he like he like gaston basically is like the andrew tate of beauty and the beast and so like true LeFou <laughs> is like the little like andrew tate bitch like literally that, like, like shut suckles up suckles at the teeth. like oh my yeah. god gaston's so, teeth, <laughs> yeah
1: wow i haven't watched a lot of disney movies so this is me going off of my like 10 year old memory yeah. <laughs> Talking about all of these characters, you know, clear
2: coded. Actually, I don't. Cool. Actually, I don't know how clear coded she would be, but I don't know if she's like by bi- people in general considered queer
1: coded. But I think so. Isma, oh that g- for sure. Yeah. She's a. She's like a. What do you call it? When a lady doesn't have a man. <laughs> oh, uh, well, a spinster. <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> she's one of those. Plus, she's a witch. <laughs> so of See, course it all adds up <laughs> yes um she got the yeah. sass and again <laughs> yeah. she's like one of my
0: favorite
2: characters <laughs> right makes sense for real
1: like they're the most fun you know they like bring the reality they're not just like the naive i don't know what i'm i can't think of the word like right they now. <laughs> like,
0: like the other characters like romanticize everything
1: yeah right
0: like, Anyways, you're stupid.
2: Literally. They're also, like,
1: most of the time, like, children. And so they're, like, naive and dumb. They make a lot of, like, weird, questionable decisions that are treated as, like, the good, moral, like, thing that's going to bring you power and royalty. And you're going to become the queen if you do this. Yeah. but Well, it makes me
0: think of, like, when in Hercules, Meg is, like, talking to Hades about – because so – Meg, um, is, like, enslaved to Hades because she was with a guy, and she was like, I'll sell your soul if you, like, let him live, or I'll sell my soul if if you let him live for, like, X amount of time, and Hades is like, okay, so she did that, and then the guy, like, left her, so hercules she's like falling for and she's saying to hades like this one's different like blah blah blah." and hades goes oh please he's a guy like it's so like, <laughs> like that. and i'm like i that's why i love hades and again it's like that's like a very like gay best friend kind of like girl yeah. leave him kind of energy <laughs>
1: right true yeah bringing that like brutal honesty but in a funny relatable way yeah right so it's like how was that villainous
0: because we're in like a christian nation and she should she's a woman she should be like bending over backwards for a man true so it's like a queer right. person being be like should we though like should we be doing that
1: just questioning the system yeah true. yeah from the inside so also also captain hook is queer coded oh my god yeah like, yeah hell yeah i I think he's like one of the most obvious, also. I forgot Bring about Wearing a but wig, you're still, oh, right. a feather cap, and also has a sassy, swaying style of body language. You're so funny. Um, How right. also lives with the same sex life mate, Mr. Smee? True. Stop. No, it's Mr. Shmee. I forgot about, about that. Like, I also haven't seen this movie in like Shmee. a million years. So I'm going to just have to believe this article and you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, true. it is.
0: No, you're right.
1: Plus, he um, is a pirate and, you know, the pirates don't be seeing a lot of ladies. True. True. (laughs) One
0: thing. Do you guys remember when um, Frozen came out? Everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's it's, like subtly about sexuality and that like she's gay and then like shows herself and then she's like persecuted. I was kind of was like, it's not actually, but I'm glad you can like find that meaning in there but um that makes me think one thing i saw about howard ashman who is the guy who did he did little mermaid and he did beauty and the beast um is that he his partner howard ashman didn't say this but his partner said like ashman like wanted to he didn't want to make like political characters but he wanted to be able to like express like the persecution of like gay people and queer people in general so that's like partially why like the villains were gay because they it was like it would like show the like persecution like villainization of like gay people in real society and like apparently there's a song called like kill the beast that's like um when the townsfolk are like going after the beast because gaston like some gets them like riled up and like people think that it was like about like the aids epidemic and like going after like who had it because howard ashman actually um let me double check i don't want to miss misspeak but yeah during production of little mermaid he got hiv aids and continued to write songs so and that was like during like the age aids epidemic and so it would make sense that he had that kind of like i don't know statement in his things and that made me kind of like rethink like how we're talking about like the villainization it's like okay I feel better about it when it's like done by a queer person if it's like commenting yeah, on that but
2: right.
0: it's like okay but then when it's still like created by a straight company it's like I feel mm. like it gets like tainted you know exactly like, then it's like yeah okay you guys can't say that like you know right. you guys can't have a character like that I don't know
1: yeah one other thing that I wanted to bring up in relation to like how Disney villainizes their characters specifically so Captain Hook, we'll start with him. He is obsessed with capturing a young boy, Peter Pan. Um, And also Jafar from Aladdin is kind of obsessed with Aladdin being like a younger person. I don't know how old Aladdin is supposed to be. But both of these villains are kind of correlated with like pedophilia in a way and being obsessed with young boys and like like chasing them down. Yeah, like showing that type of villain being like pedophilic and a predator and like someone you know that you want to take power away from and potentially like kill is problematic yeah. like creating that subconscious association absolutely obviously has like done damage to to children watching these things growing up being like the person that I identify with most is like the villain character and they need to be stopped and like isolated and thrown to the wolves basically like that yeah. really affects well, does kids. Growing like up, kids growing up, people growing up. True. There's much There's much of, like
0: Ursula, shit. like being a drag queen, like it's like that's what Christians nowadays think they're doing at drag shows. Like
2: it's like literally, she, like, Ariel's
0: like sixteen <laughs> or something, and yeah. she's like, actually, you should leave your family, turn your back on it, and sell your soul. Like basically, it's like damn, Nikki, yeah, that's, a really good, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good example. Think
2: that. that literally yeah. is what they think they're doing, which is very ironic, given that she is basically yeah. a drag queen. But like, holy shit, like fuck that yeah fuck that
0: and it's like i don't know drag queens like could care less about your children no literally
1: (laughs) they don't have the tip money you know yeah exactly. true true True.
2: like please go away you're in my way hands (laughs) away from me (laughs) but
0: yeah i don't know it's like i don't know it's interesting like i get why queer coding happens and like why it started like we said like where it all came from but it's just kind of like it's one thing like at least for me like I like have experience where I'll be like oh my god like this character's gay or like oh my god like gay vibes or something and then people like straight people will be like what like not be like what the fuck are you talking about but they like won't get it you know right. and it's yeah. like interesting it's like in a way it feels good to be like oh like I see you like queer vibes but then for it to like not be it's almost like frustrating where it's like how do you not see that they're like queer because then it right. feels like it like goes over people's heads so then it's like what's the point of it like it feels almost like like dangling a carrot kind of thing of like oh that could be good there's the treat. like it could be really nice payoff and then but then since it like goes over people's heads it's like okay I'd rather just not be there teasing me to begin with you know I agree. Yeah. have yeah. a full-blown queer character or don't but again, I mean, I get like, if I was consuming media forty, fifty years ago, I w- I'm sure I would feel differently. But in today's day and age, I'm sick of the queer coding. Just have them be queer, you know.
2: I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that's where queer baiting comes in too. It's like they're yeah. like, oh look, we're what's what's that phrase? And we're like, oh, fuck, what's what's the phrase when someone's like giving you, not giving you an inch, but like kind of like <laughs> that idea. Yeah, throwing you a bone, like here, here, gays. <laughs> Yeah. No, we want more.
0: Did you say giving you an itch. No, giving you an inch. Oh, like like I just said giving it. you an itch. And so I was like, scratch your back, I'll scratch mine. Kind of I was like, what? I was like, giving you an itch. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Making me feel itchy. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's also interesting. Like, obviously, there's like the joke about like, Gator and like stuff like that and like we've discussed like we know when people are like queer like you just know <laughs> have you yeah. guys did you i know shaysell watched jill did you watch the last of us no there's one episode this isn't like a big spoiler shaysell you finish it right you watch yeah it, but there's one episode where like there's two it's like post apocalypse so like there's one man that's living alone that's actually uh nick offerman And then another man, like, comes across him and they're, like, he's, like, can you just, like, let me in for, like, a meal? Like, you know, I'll leave, whatever. But there's, like, some, like, kind of tension. And there was, like, one scene where Chris and I watched it together. I was, like, oh, my God, they're going to fuck. I know it. It was, like, five minutes in. But it was, like, the way one, like, the guy that was visiting was in the shower. And Nick Offerman was, like, trying to ask him, like, oh, do you need this? But he was, like, nervous to ask him because he was mm-hmm. in the shower. And I was like, they're going to fuck. He's gay. And then they <laughs> ended up being gay. And I was, like, so excited. I was like, yay! Like, gay characters. Only gay characters. And, like, I called it. And Chris was like, oh, my God, that's crazy that, like, you saw it that early. Because as, as the episode went on, it got more and more obvious. But he yeah. was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe you got it just from, like, that one scene where it wasn't very obvious. It's interesting, like... I don't know why. I never learned to do that. I didn't like take a class on like
1: what's <laughs> How queer to spot a and like I person. don't like yeah and like
0: we don't like outwardly discuss it. We just like know like oh they're queer. It's and like as I'm no one's a
1: safe space. Yeah, yeah right.
0: Vibe. But it makes me wonder if it's like because I've grown up consuming queer coding media. Oh yeah. It's like it's and it was even before I knew I was queer, like I've always been queer, like I wonder if that has made us more in tune to that kind of thing, the subtext, because we had to like work to see it. Whereas like straight people didn't care to see it or not, so they haven't like train your
2: eyes for it yeah I mean, we, we've had to work to find things that we can relate to and for them it's just been like spoon fed to them because they can relate to like most things that's what yeah. is in the mainstream culture so i think you're right i think it's like i think it's a combination of what jill said like psychologically like kind of trying to find like your in group and something and also yeah. what you said nikki it's like we kind of have to we just naturally have related more to those characters in a lot of ways before even fully understanding why and then it's like oh yeah that's why yeah. So we have yeah. to like i don't know it's I feel like, I mean, this isn't the same. This is definitely not the same at all. I don't even know why I'm about to say this. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it's like how it's like you have to be like a more, it's not like being, it's not the same as being like more vigilant to like a threat or something. It's not that, but in this case, like being more vigilant to like something that you already feel like different for. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, like Jill said, like finding a safe space. It's like, okay, like I'm, it feels the same as like, If I'm watching an older movie, as in even like 20, 2005, let's say and earlier, whenever there's a female, if it's like a male heavy cast and there's a female character, I kind of like feel myself kind of like tense up, like not necessarily physically, but I get ready for the sexism to come you know yeah like I just see it I'm like oh my god okay I I almost wish this character wasn't in there because it's gonna piss me off I'm gonna hate seeing how she's literally just there to be like eye candy or like whatever or like yeah. she's gonna be the cool girl like I drink whiskey with the boys kind of thing like Chris and I watched um Smokey and the Bandit last night and uh, and that's from the 80s made me I want to fuck Burt Reynolds so bad. He's so (laughs) hot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He kind of looks like Pedro Pascal. Look him up right now.
1: Burt Reynolds? From 1980?
0: Yeah. Look up Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit. Okay.
1: He does look a little like Pedro Pascal.
0: Right? And he's just like. Oh, yeah. I see it. He's, like, very witty with his words and stuff. So, like, again, my type. Oh, he died yeah
1: oh my god that's the picture i'm on it says dead at 82
0: i was gonna say he was old he lived he lived a good life but um when sally fields character came on i kind of was like like because she comes in like he picks her off on the side of the road she's like running away from her wedding so he picks her off off the side of the road and at first it kind of seemed like she was going to be like cool girl whatever but it ended up being like really cute and, like, a really good Aww. banter, and I really liked her character. And Chris, at one point, like, said she reminded... It was interesting because I was like, I actually like this character a lot because she's, like, tough but not, like, cliche tough. Like, she actually is, like... It's, like, a feminine version of tough. Like, at one point, he drops her off somewhere, and he's like, are you going to be okay? And she said, I'm always okay. But kind of, like, in, like, a sad way. And Chris was like, that line makes me think of you because, like,
2: hmm. you know, it's
0: just, like, tough things out. I don't know. So... I was, like, so pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed this female character that was the love interest in an 80s somewhat action movie. I feel like that's what happens, like, when you find a queer character. Like, it's, like, almost True. like you're, like, kind of, like, okay, like, there's – I'm not going to, like, be a huge fan of, like, every aspect of this movie. Like, that's why I was, like, okay, she's going to come in and I'm going to roll my eyes at them, like, being sexist, whatever. And then I ended up, like, being, like, wait, I like her. Like, it's, like, <laughs> when a f- – when a queer character comes on, it's like relieving almost.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Not okay. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Comfort characters.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, one last character that's queer coded. Shego. Shego. How yeah. did I forget about She's Shego? She's always calling Kim Princess and Kimmy, her little Dude. affectionate pet names. She's and she like, obviously has with like a her. masculine, tough energy, and she takes no shit yeah dude I forgot about did. that I was I think I did think of her but I couldn't remember as
2: much from the show but I'm like he she 100% was her coded like the, like Honestly, uh, yes.
0: like because like her in the days love queer yeah exactly.
1: for real yeah because her in whatever the evil guy his name was they weren't ever a couple mr. so it?
2: mr kraken is that doctor doctor draken <laughs> mr kraken, <laughs> <laughs> mr. kraken. <I laughs> that was
0: like her dad
2: no, her dad mm-hmm. is like, her dad is so okay. It just shows her siblings. It's Higo, older brother; Migo, <laughs> older brother; and Wigo, younger twin brothers.
1: Oh my god, Wigo! I, um, <laughs> Higo,
2: Migo, I Wigo, am. I was
0: thinking of, in Phineas and Ferb, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, yeah. his daughter. I think her name's like Vanessa. I only yeah. ever watch a show when I babysat like the certain family of kids so I only watched it like here and there but she was like similar in that she kind of had like this like flirty vibe with Candace. Yes. Because, like, with older sisters. Yeah. So I was like wasn't that his daughter but it's like it was the villain's daughter.
2: Right.
0: Um, Would like kind of come in and she'd be like dad you're literally fucking annoying and weird.
2: Well <laughs> and now would, like,
0: I'm like are you looking her up?
2: Yeah I'm looking up if she was queer coded. No but doc- I found an article is Dr. Hines Doofenshmirtz a gay icon? Oh. Honestly, is he? And I have not actually read the daughter. article, but it says
1: this is not just like that the means anything. I guess
2: this is just the excerpt that inherently makes you gay. Um, <laughs> this there's like just like the very beginning of the article on the Google search says Heinz writes LGBTQ plus. He is actually a homophobe who became a gay rights activist. Wait, <laughs> King, this is fan fiction. Wait, however, someone wrote a, a story. Icon? In this essay, I plan not only answer whether he is or not, if to not only answer whether or not this label applies to him, but also why. Interesting. For one thing, Heinz has shown to reject intimate relationships with women. Period. All right, let's see what else. I want to look <laughs> up. I can What's
0: his? Did you see his daughter's name? Is it Vanessa?
2: I think it is. Nice. Yeah. Guys, smart, smart. What? they're claiming that he's in love with his male rival, Perry the platypus. No, he's oh, not. Because he's obsessed. This is like an insane article. This is pretty long.
1: Here BCL-y. we go. Oh,
0: she's sarcastic. True. This is about Vanessa. She's sarcastic, mild-mannered, cynical, and dresses in a goth style. She's out, look so her she's up. gay. She's hot. So, oh, I looked her up, Vanessa.
2: Oh, I looked yeah. her up. So I, I wanted to see if she is recorded, and I'm sure that there is more on it, but it wasn't like the first thing that came up was more about him yeah, and I'm his gayness. Vanessa, but no, she's not. <laughs> this sentence. How- however, many of the pieces of pointing evidence towards Doof being cishet seem to be quite flim- flimsy and only partially accurate. Just Doof being cishet in a (laughs) sentence right (laughs) Uh,
0: it's interesting a lot of people are saying this is why i'm like they're queer coded if the gays love them they're queer coded this is like because a lot of people are saying like in this when i just searched it that she was their like gay awakening and it makes me think i'm like okay everybody that i'm like this was that person like made me feel gay that person like demi lovato queer yeah the chick from stick it like I knew she you were gonna say that. Never had like had a boy. Only had guy friends. I was, like she was very queer coded. Like all that she go queer coded. You know, like all these people. So if yeah, the- if the gays love them, they're queer coded.
2: We should have we should have a cheer list episode where we talk about like what well, we can bring like our fa our like queer awakening, queer coded characters. Um, and yeah. then we can like rank them.
0: To yeah, to most and least queer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my God. That'd be fun. Thank you for listening. Oh, how do we wrap it up? Thank you for listening. You can find, yeah. Okay. Actually now I know. Thank you for listening. You can, you can get us every other Tuesday, except we were a little <laughs> delayed in this one because we were very busy, um, busy little bees every other Tuesday on any streaming podcast platform. Um, we're on everything and follow us on social media. That's kind of wavy jill has been making very cute little graphics regarding our thing, so go show yes. them some love because they're i love them they're really cute and fun thank um, you and yeah oh my god
1: also it's finn's birthday
0: happy birthday finn everybody go to our instagram and comment happy birthday finn
2: <laughs> no matter when
0: you listen to this if you listen to this six months later still comment. Down, please. yeah period bye bye